Welcome to part two of Health System CIO's interview with Andy Quartz, CIO at Sarah Cannon. In this segment, Quartz talks about the Cancer Navigator initiative that has proven to be an enormous satisfier for patients, how they're leveraging AI to more quickly identify cancers and determine the right treatment pathways, what he learned while helping to craft an IT strategy for HCA, and when he knew it was time to move on. The following Health System CIO podcast is brought to you by LK, a nationwide leader in healthcare connectivity. Decommission your legacy systems with LK Archive. All systems, all data, one consolidated solution. Retain 100% of your legacy data at 20% of the cost with LK Archive. For more information, visit lk.com. That's E-L-L-K-A-Y.com. A big part of that, I'm sure, is in helping physicians to be more efficient with their time, but then also being able to dedicate more time to face-to-face patient care, which is so critical in, in any space, but especially in oncology. So that history of becoming a research company to managing the, the cancer service line for HCA, our biggest initiative that we launched was our cancer navigation issue. And because we're a community hospital, we don't always employ the surgeons. We don't always employ the radiation oncologist, and we don't employ the medical oncologist. But ultimately, the patients see us kind of as that home. And so what we decided to do as we launched that is we said, really, every patient deserves a concierge of sorts that would be able to be there for them as they're going through this journey. And overnight, a patient can go from having cancer to all of a sudden having eight to nine different cancer care providers, whether that's a nutritionist, whether that's a genetic counselor, whether it's radiation, surgical, pathological, radiologist, all of this care team all of a sudden is reaching out to them. And what we decided to do was coordinate all that through a cancer navigator. And it made Mm -hmm. such a fundamental difference in the way that the patient managed their journey. Because if you think about it today, you probably, on average, if you go see your primary care physician on an annual basis, you probably got a good 15 minutes talking to him. Think if you had gone to get that colonoscopy and you went back your primary care physician and he gave you a cancer diagnosis and you had about a good 15 minutes to spend with him. It's just not feasible for you to get the kind of care that you deserve in that setting. So what we offered to that primary care specialist was this notion of a cancer navigator. And so not only does the physician come in and deliver the diagnosis, but then they can basically say, look, call this number, the Sarah Cannon hotline, and we have a cancer navigator that is there to coordinate your appointments with the surgeon, coordinate your appointments with the radiation oncologist and the medical oncologist, and ultimately there to educate you all about this diagnosis. Amazing impact, but we saw that our navigators were only able to touch around 50 patients a year. So they're spending Mm -hmm. a lot of time, not just with the patient, but more time reading those pesky pathology reports, trying to find the patients. Right. Because they were sifting through 2 million of them. So we reached out to Digital Reasoning, and what we did there was build out a model, an AI model, that would basically be able to scan all 2 million reports and immediately look at it and go, ooh, this is breast cancer. And then we could funnel that to the breast cancer navigator so that they could do outreach to that patient through the primary care physician and coordinate that care for them. Or the AI model would say, hey, this is a complex GI patient, or hey, this is a lung patient. And we could coordinate. And what we saw was the navigators go from being able to do outreach to 50 patients to today over 250 patients, all through just automating that manual uh, process of, of reading through pathology reports. Right. So a big opportunity for Satisfier for both patients and clinicians. 
Yeah, huge differentiator, kind of the next level we want to take it because that pathology report will often determine what your cancer pathway is. So a big part of our navigation program as well is to say, hey, this is the appropriate pathway for that patient. And hey, here's when the patient needs genomic testing. Here's when they need surgery. Here's where they need chemotherapy first. And so we've written all these rules, but it all depends on that pathology report. Well, that means if a lot of that data is driving what the care pathway is, it means the navigator then has to do data entry about Mm -hmm. that report to ultimately kick off the pathway. And what we're working with digital reasoning right now on is, can you take the unstructured text that lives in that report that ultimately will determine or trigger whether or not a patient goes to chemotherapy or to surgery first? Can we take that and have the machine abstract it as opposed to the human And can we pick up more time from that function so that the navigator then can go on to see 300 more patients annually a year? And so we've been slowly working about, one, not only doing the identification function, but then two, the kind of the notion of the automated abstraction as well, just to drive more productivity. Because at the end of the day, those cancer navigators are our most precious resource. The funny thing is, is we'll get letters from patients and they won't call out how great the surgeon was. They won't call out how great the radiation oncologist was. They'll say they couldn't have made it through the journey without the navigator. Yeah, oh sure. Being able to leverage technology and tools to be able to give patients a better experience, especially when they're going through something so difficult, it's, uh, that's a big difference maker. Okay, and then the work that you're doing with, with digital reasoning, that's something that's going to be an ongoing process, right? It, making additions here and there or updates, it's a, a continual effort. Yeah, definitely continual effort. And you got to think these AI models they're really built a lot on statistics. And so sample size is critical to getting less uh, false positives and less false negatives. So we're constantly updating the model as more and more data comes in. And so I think we're incredibly lucky in that from a pathology perspective, HA has over 2 million pathology reports hit our Meditech record on an annual basis. Well, that sample size ultimately can drive a better and better model So I think we're close, at least on the identification side of the house, close to 99% accuracy. And then, you know, on the automated abstraction side, we're kind of in the early phases. So we're around that 80% number. But as you assume more and more data comes in and as the model learns more and more through the user validation and the feedback loops, you'll ultimately see that number get much, much higher in terms of being able to automate on behalf of the user. So the nice thing about these models is they're always getting smarter, always getting more accurate. And it's pretty amazing that the data set that we have can, can drive that. Okay. And for a little bit of background, you've been with Sarah Cannon since 2008. Does that sound right? Yeah, into 2008. And uh, really, Sarah Cannon's a member of the joint venture started around 2006. So when I joined, it was around 70 people. And I had a team of about five IT uh, employees. And I was a director at the time. And we have undergone tremendous growth to where now we're close to a thousand people. As I said, I got about 90 people underneath me and the timing was right in that I was really tight with the CEO and around 2010, the organization, albeit it was a team of about five to 10 of us, needed a CIO. They needed that named leader and luckily they put their faith into me. But you had previously been with HCA, so you knew uh, that side of the organization pretty well. 
Yes, that was definitely helpful. So my career started really in consulting. Went to work in 2000 with a company called uh, Capgemini, Ernst & Young, and basically did mostly IT strategy work, some big clinical information system installs like Allscripts and, and others, but mostly went into academic health systems and wrote their IT strategies, so where they were going to make their investments really over the next five, ten years. I did that for around four years, and that gave me a good background and ultimately got recruited to HGA to manage their IT strategy process. So they were uh, pretty early on in terms of developing an IT strategy team, so went there and set up the whole process for how uh, their hospitals would all come together under one IT strategy so that we could better surface what the IT needs were across the enterprise. Did that for about four years, and during that process, I got uh, asked to go do a whole strategy around clinical trials particularly leveraging the electronic health record. And at that point, HA just made this investment in Sarah Cannon that was going to be their clinical trial hub. And so I went over, met the CEO, and helped her write a whole strategy around the EHR and clinical trials. And at that point, had been doing strategy for about four years at HA and had taken the process about as far as it go. And entrepreneurial spirit uh, kicked in and went over to Sarah Cannon when it was still in its infancy stages and enjoyed the growth uh, for uh, about uh, 10 later years. Yeah. When you say starting out with about five people, that, that's hard to imagine, especially uh, considering where you are now. That is some big growth. Yeah, it was fun. I like to get my hands dirty. So we definitely scale small here, but then uh, when we need to, we scale large as well. Right. And as far as being in oncology, you mentioned before that cancer care can be really fragmented, but it's also a field where the research seems to be advancing so quickly. I I can imagine that that's part of the draw in being in that particular sector of healthcare. I mean, yeah, my whole career has been one of my happiest is when the learning curve is the steepest. Mm -hmm. And in cancer, there's never a dull moment. There's always either a new technology, a new genetic or genomic test, new implication to a treatment pathway, and particularly being on the research side of the house. I mean, it's very easy to be mission motivated over here simply because of of what we're doing. We enroll uh, over 3,000 patients a year to clinical trials, to cancer ones, and just the rate at which the FDA is approving uh, new immunotherapy and and molecularly targeted uh, therapies is at a rate unseen. And Sarah Cannon has had its hand in the majority of those, uh, being the early stage developer of those. So the stories you get exposed to, the uh, success stories, it's truly been a great, great uh, journey these past 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like you're certainly at the right place. And um, what you were saying before, too, about getting patients into clinical trials quicker is I know it's been a focus for so long, and, and that's really encouraging to see. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're not an academic medical institution, so we like to think all we do, particularly on the uh, clinical trial side of the house, is focus on delivery for that patient. And so there's not as many politics about which trials we're going to do. We're all aligned at our whole goal is efficiency, and the whole goal is the faster we can get a study going and, and patients enrolled, the quicker pharma can get to an answer. And so that's a big piece of our value proposition that we tell the big pharma is that we're going to get you an answer or whether or not you need to continue to invest in this drug or not as quickly as possible. And, and that's what our platform is designed to do. That's what all of our uh, information systems are designed to do is to get that trial started as quickly as possible and get that drug to that patient as quickly as possible. Yeah. 
Really, really interesting. And, you know, every single one of us has people close to us who have been uh, impacted by this. So it's uh, really great work that your team is doing. Yeah, the more that we can scale it, the more that we can get it into every market around HCA, the more that uh, we can get the best cancer uh, treatments to patients closest to their home is us living by our mission. Yeah. Okay. I think that that answers um, most of what I wanted to ask. If I have any follow-up questions, I'll get in touch. But this has been great, and thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Wonderful opportunity. Thanks for including me. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.